0: I think the biblical principle we're talking about here is there. there's a period of count the cost. Yeah. Count the cost. We are told biblically we are to do that before we make a commitment. We need to count the The cost, what that commitment entails.
1: I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Send me, Lord, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion. Your heart. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. My name is Daniel Parks, and I serve as the West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life, but also oversee our sidewalk ministry nationally. And I'm joined, as always, by Vicki Cassiorg Say, hey, Vicky.
0: Hey, everyone. How are you all doing?
1: I'm sure they're doing well, because they're listening so. to one of the best podcasts Amen. on the face of the planet.
0: Amen. Lucky you.
1: So Vicki is our sidewalk training director. So she's involved in training folks across the nation, but also helping people who are already trained dial in their sidewalk expertise and be more effective. She's taking trips and she's got one coming up pretty soon yeah. uh, where she's going to go help a sidewalk team just dial things in and train some new people, but also um, help some, some existing people that have been doing mm-hmm. sidewalk outreach uh, maybe do it a little more effectively.
0: That's the hope.
1: Yeah. And that's why we do these episodes, actually. Yes. I believe that if you were to listen to all of the episodes that we do on this podcast, you would be more than equipped. You, you actually could probably start your own sidewalk ministry apart from Love Life, take all the stuff that we apply or that we have and apply it and go and do your own thing. Maybe you can call it Loved Life or something, Life Loved, and then start your own, <laughs> own sidewalk ministry. But of course, you wouldn't want to do that because you can actually be under the banner of Love Life. And, Which is uh, an
0: awesome ministry. Yeah, it really absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: But maybe some of you guys that are listening are not under Love Life. Mm-hmm. That's okay too. We appreciate people that we are love serving you the anyway. Lord. Yeah. It's the body of Christ working together. Again, Amen. whether you're under the banner of Love Life or whatever it might be, uh, we're all under the banner of Jesus. And so, um, yeah, we just want to say that we appreciate you guys and the way that you serve the Lord in this ministry. And we hope that these episodes are a blessing to you. We'd love to um, just hear some suggestions of future episodes that you guys might have, or maybe some critique of this episode or others that we've done. You can reach out to me at well, I won't tell you right now. I'll tell you at the end of this episode. Okay, that'll keep yep, them on the edge. That'll of those keep seats. you on the edge. We'll give you <laughs> our email addresses at the end of this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but go ahead and introduce our topic, if you would, Vicky.
0: Okay, this is this is a hard. A hard one for you all to hear, but okay. you need to hear it. This is going to be a step on your toes. <laughs> yeah, this is a step on your toes sort of podcast. Uh, one of the ongoing issues for not only the Sidewalk Ministry here in Charlotte, but I think really everywhere, everywhere with um, Sidewalk Ministry, and probably everywhere where um, we you rely on volunteers, there is a problem with. Commitment. Yeah. And we titled the article that goes with this podcast, The Integrity of Commitment, because a person of integrity will honor commitment. Yeah. Whether you're paid, whether you're unpaid, whether it's even a social commitment, and you've said you'll be there, people with integrity will do everything in their power to honor commitment. And it just becomes such a a problem in sidewalk outreach when people don't honor the commitment that they make initially. Yeah.
1: And we realize that those that are listening to this episode are very committed. Right. Our hope is that people that are not committed, people that kind of go through some of the steps we're going to talk about, would actually get a hold of this episode and be under conviction and actually be committed. Yeah. Yeah. but we also just want to encourage you guys who are leaders and who are wondering, like, why are people flaking out? Well, first and foremost, let me just say this. Modern American Christians are flaky. Like mm-hmm. we make commitments and pull back on those commitments on a regular basis. So if you don't want people to be flaky, first and foremost, you be an example. Do what you say right. you're going to do. Yep. The Bible actually says the righteous man swears to his own hurt. Mm-hmm. That means you don't make a commitment that you're not going to keep. Mm-hmm. Um you're going to keep that commitment, even if it hurts. Right. And so, you know, again, we don't want to be flaggy ourselves, but what we're talking about in particular is sidewalk outreach and people that are committed to come out on, you know, a certain day of the week at a certain time to be out there on the sidewalk. And then they, they call you or text you, or don't even tell you um, that they're, not going to be out on the sidewalk or maybe they do text you five minutes before they're supposed to be there. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I'm not able to make it. It's like, man, it's right. a bummer. Yeah. So we want to encourage you guys through that and just let you know, first and foremost, everyone experiences that every leader mm-hmm. is going to experience people that are that lack commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even is a lot of times the most excited people that ultimately flake out on you. Yep. Right. And that's kind of yeah. the first thing that we're going to talk about, just that kind of initial zeal yeah. that people have. I want to be out here every day of the week. Right. And then two or three weeks into it, like they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to talk about that based yeah. on the article. So that, that, that
0: is the first thing that I would I would want to warn people to be on the lookout for if you are starting up or or really even working with an existing sidewalk outreach effort, that when you bring new people on and they they're all excited they've been to a prayer walk they've heard some victorious story and they are ready like you said Daniel they're ready to show up every day for the next you know foreseeable future yeah. and or uh or at least they'll say I I'd, I'd like to come two or three times a week would right. that be okay and right. we actually discourage that right we we will talk about it we're very forthright actually in talking about this issue because it's so common we will say it is easy to like be really excited when you start but it is also very easy to burn out quickly yeah. this is a very difficult ministry yeah better to start slow and um and be able to keep the commitment yeah. than to, you know, say you're going to show up and then you burn out within a month. So that's the first thing is the zeal, especially of a really exciting event. Like our prayer walks, are very. the Love Life prayer walks can be very exciting. Yeah. Kind of raising passions and excitement and enthusiasm. And everyone wants to volunteer. And then when they go home, they're like, eh, "Maybe not." <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, the picture actually comes from the scripture mm-hmm. where Jesus talks about the seed. Like the word is a seed, and it's planted on, um, on a pathway on fallow ground. It's planted in rocky soil, thorny soil,
0: yeah, and
1: then. Um, soil that's been prepared and ready to receive it, yeah. And a lot of times, people's zeal becomes like that seed, right? right. And the enemy immediately plucks that seed away before it's able to take root. And uh, unfortunately, that does happen Yeah, in a lot happen, of ways. It
0: happens a lot. Yeah. So the typical progression, there's this very zealous new recruit. Yeah. And they're like, I can't wait to get right. started. They also often are trying to teach you about all the things you're doing wrong. Right, yeah. And, <laughs> and have you ever thought about mentioning adoption? You know, that, right. kind, of, <laughs> that exactly. kind of person. They're, they like are sure that God has uniquely gifted them to understand <laughs> right. all about. And, and I am being... Kind of a little nasty here, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, uh, but it is true that the more humble the spirit that comes out tends to, in my experience, be the spirit that it's going to stick it, yeah. stick it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So, so the this very filled with enthusiasm, and the and maybe for um about a month they're coming out and they're really excited, and the. Awful truth of this ministry is that sometimes you will see tangible fruit. Often you won't. Yeah. And so maybe that first time they were out there, they saw a baby saved, and they are so excited, and and they want to be in on that. And then the next few weeks they don't see that. Yeah. And so they begin to lose interest. And what what we'll see is after about a month, they'll begin to come up with excuses for why they can't be right. there. They'll text, usually not till the day of, maybe a couple of days before, and there's some excuse. Then they'll tell me what the excuse is. Right. And we're, we always try to be gracious. Absolutely. You know, thank you so much for letting us know, and we'll miss you, see you next week. Yeah. Then the next couple of times, they maybe they'll show up for one time, and then they, they'll go the next couple of weeks, again, they don't show up. This time it's just, sorry, I can't be there. Usually the morning of, usually five minutes before you're (laughs) expecting them, and oftentimes that puts the team at a great disadvantage because they were counting on on that person as being part of the team. Yeah, and then then oftentimes there's just silence. There's not even a (laughs) a text saying I'm not going to be there. They just don't show up. They just seem to disappear. And when we contact them, um, which we do. We always try to follow up. Hey, we really missed you. Um, Is everything okay? That's oftentimes how I'll introduce it. And um, uh, again, so common. They'll say, well, they really believe they're being led in a new direction. Right. The Holy Spirit is prompting them in a new direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I'll tell you, the first thing I want to say at that point is, Really, the Holy Spirit changed his mind, right?
1: Man, <laughs> this eternal God—he change? <laughs> changed his mind. Wow. Okay.
0: So, or or maybe even did did the Holy Spirit make a mistake? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe you didn't hear from I, God at I first.
0: Don't say that.
1: No, of course not. But
0: boy, I want to. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it kind of again speaks to that sort of flaky American Christian culture where you know it's okay for us to make a commitment and then pull back on and then blame it on God. Yeah. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, we could just be honest. I appreciate, actually, if somebody comes out to the sidewalk and they had these expectations of what it was going to be like, and then they see that actually, man, it's not like I thought it would be. It's I don't, really hard. It's it's hard <laughs> stuff. And maybe I'm not cut out for it. Yeah. I appreciate when they just say that. Right. This is not something I'm called to. I thought it right. was a certain thing. I, th- I thought it was going to be a certain way. And it's just not something I'm called to. Right. I've had that happen a few times. Most of the time, people just kind of flake out and they don't don't follow up, right. which to me makes no sense at all because we're all adults here, right? Right. Um, but I would much rather somebody say this is not for me than to blame it on God and say you know I'm being led in another direction. Yeah. Again, we want to make sure that we're not conveying to you guys a jaded mentality. We're just pointing out some realities, kind of being facetious with it. Um, but it's something you're going to deal with as a leader. You're going to have people that are committed one week, and then the next week that you, you you see them no more, right?
0: Yeah, and and I think part of the problem is people don't understand how important that commitment is to yeah. the whole team. Yeah, how they're they're not showing up really does affect the whole team. Yeah, and um, and and so we want to know how to deal with this because you you will deal with it. Right. So, I've thought long and hard, what do, what can I do? Is is it something I'm doing wrong? Yeah. Or is there something I can do that will promote commitment? Yeah. And um certainly the training process yeah. is yeah, no is doubt. your first point that you can talk about this issue. Yeah.
1: It's the reason why that the whole idea of yeah. people having just kind of I don't know, wrong expectations of the ministry or whatever is the whole reason why we do shadowing, right? right? Back in the day, when we first started with Cities for Life um, back in 2010, we would normally do a classroom setting. We would do an event, invite everybody, come and learn how to do Mm -hmm. sidewalk outreach or sidewalk counseling. And everybody would come and do a classroom, and then we'd take them out to the abortion center. And then after that, we'd follow up and say, hey, you want to get plugged into a team? What we found is of a class of 25 or 30 people, one person would actually be serious. Yeah. And so we're putting together an event. We're putting invites out there. All that stuff takes time and energy. And then we're only seeing one or two people actually serious about it. Yeah. So we decided to shift to having people shadow. Come out and see it first. Come out and see what the nature of this ministry is first. And then we'll talk about giving you some training because it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. To pour a lot of training effort into someone who hasn't even really seen the ministry yeah, um, from that, you know, from that full kind of scope of what's going on. Right. And so we found that to be pretty effective. As a matter of fact, we ask people to shadow three times. Now, our training flow is a little different now when people express interest because they came to a prayer walk. They do fill out an application. And they get one oh one training, which we have made very basic, more of just higher level. Here's why we do what we do, here's a little bit of how, but mostly like the why and the what.
0: And it's a video, yeah, so it, and it's videos they can do that they it very watch. Very easily on their own. There's no extra time involved right. for us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that's also part of the vetting process. Maybe right. as they watch through those videos, they're like, Yeah, this is not for me.
0: Right. That's cool.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. But once they shadow, some cities do it where they shadow three times. Some cities do it where they shadow one time. But so we do encourage them to shadow at least one time before they move forward with any training process. Right. Because we want them to see it for themselves, be involved in it for themselves and see whether or not it's for them so that we don't put a lot of effort into plugging them into a team. Like I don't want to figure out what team to plug them into, what time to have them come out and you know again 2 or 3 weeks in there's an empty slot because they decided it's not for them. Exactly. I want them to shadow a couple of times mm-hmm. to see if it's for them and then get their commitment. Will you commit to Wednesday between 9 and you know from 9 to 12 or whatever, you know.
0: Yeah. I think the biblical principle we're talking about here is there there's a period of count the cost. Yeah. Count the cost. We are told biblically we are to do that before we make a commitment. We need to count the cost what that commitment entails. Yeah. But once you've made the commitment, I think there is a new a, a new call from God. Yeah, absolutely. That our yes be yes is the verse that I thought about. If we said we're going to do something, I think we need to follow through and do it. Satan loves to take wavering hearts and encourage them to step back. Yeah. But what I think God is calling us to do is if you have heard that initial call then accept maybe you really did hear a call from God right and just because it's hard is not a reason to quit right if you have made a commitment stick with it and um and I guarantee God will use it for his glory and for your benefit yeah um Honoring commitments, I think, is is a fruit of the spirit and an incredibly important um, yeah. character building.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And let me say this, and again, mainly this, this podcast is mainly for leaders, people yeah. that are dealing with building teams and people not keeping their commitments and things. But I'll say first and foremost, like, you need to model commitment yourself yeah. as a leader. And so you want people who've committed to show up at 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock to be there at eight o'clock or nine o'clock, whatever they, sh- they signed up for. You need to be there also. Like if you're yep. showing up late consistently, you're setting a bad example for those that are serving under you. As a matter of fact, as a leader, if you're the team lead or you're the sidewalk director or sidewalk leader for that city or for that abortion center, you need to show up a little bit early. Yeah, I would encourage you to show up t- at least five minutes earlier, but I would say 10 to 15 minutes yep. earlier than the shift starts um, that may mean you're sitting in your car cause you don't want to be out there by yourself, but either way, like prepare the ground in prayer and, you know, be ready to help those volunteers to get in the right direction and you know, set up yeah. where they need to set up and all that stuff. Yeah. But be a model to those that are serving under you because don't, don't be surprised if your commitment is not where it needs to be and you don't show up on time that you start seeing your volunteers slack off and they stop showing up on time. Now, yeah. of course there's grace.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: especially you guys in California, traffic is super unpredictable. Yeah. But allow for that. Like, like, don't give yourself permission to be late consistently because Mm -hmm. of traffic. Mm -hmm. Right. Be intentional about it. And again, there's grace. If you're late from time to time, your team will give you grace. But it shouldn't be a pattern in your life. Right. Right. And it shouldn't be, there should never be a day, I hope I don't even have to say this, but as a leader, there should never be a day in which you don't just, you just don't show up on the sidewalk. Just because you don't feel like being there. Yeah. That's that's not leader behavior. So um, you guys who are leading, listen, you're leaders. God has called you to it. Jesus didn't call us to comfort. He called us to take up a cross and follow him. So you guys are disciples of Jesus and your disciplers. Yeah. And so, you know, take that charge very seriously that you're discipling people to yeah. to be a voice for the voiceless, yeah. right? And be encouraged, um, even in the midst of all the discouragements that can happen, be encouraged that God is with you and uh, that he's going to continue to raise up laborers and he's going to get these laborers to commit, right?
0: Yeah. I had a, a volunteer, a new one that I was training just this week, and um, she actually was like an hour late. And she said, um, I'm so sorry I'm late. I just got out of the doctor's office. My son just got his lips ditched. Um, I said, who's watching your son now? He said he insisted he wanted to go back to school. She said, and then I got a call that my mother-in-law is being taken to the hospital with, a, I forget what she said, a possible stroke. But I told them that I would be there right after this training. Yeah, And I was – Lord, I thought this is commitment. And I did, say, I did say, are you sure? I mean, it's right. okay. If you, she said, you know what? I knew this was satanic attack. Right. I knew this was spiritual warfare. They're okay. They have loved ones with them. Her, her husband, I think was with his mother. And she said, I knew that if I let Satan keep me away, he would continue to do that. I thought, this is a spiritually mature woman. Yeah. This woman understands commitment and understands how the devil works. Yeah. Because if he could – those are pretty significant things. Those would be excuses I would have honored. Oh, yeah, of You know, I would have said, I understand why you didn't show up. Yeah. So she was a little late, but she showed up. Yeah. Amazing. And our model – you touched on this – our model – is Jesus. Right. When he's facing the cross, which is not, he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. He knows what he's going to undergo. He's God. He he knows what's about to happen to him. Yeah. And um, he did not want to endure it. Who would? He knows the suffering that's about to come, but he doesn't make it about him when he prays to God. Yeah. He says, thy will.
1: Yeah. But yeah.
0: thy will be done. And I think that's our model. There are going to be many times that we, we don't want to show up because we know we're going to suffer. Right, yeah. Rainy days for me. Rainy cold days for me oh, are yeah. the ones that, oh, if I could get out of it, I would. Um, but the those are the times when I think we most need to soldier on. Yeah. Remember, Jesus is our model. Take up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow him yeah. just as Jesus did. Yeah. I, I do think that maybe I'm stretching that verse a bit, but I believe when in that verse, Luke nine twenty three, he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, <clears throat> let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. I do believe endurance and commitment are part, in the face of struggle, are part of what that verse is saying. Yeah. yeah. You endure, you persist, you honor the commitment, and you follow him. Yeah. No matter
1: what. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously not literally saying, you know, build yourself a wooden cross and pick right. it up and, you know, right. follow him in that sense. No, he's saying be willing to die to yourself because he talks about um, denying yourself. Yeah. Denying yourself could be, you know, I don't like getting up at eight o'clock so I can be there at nine, or I don't like getting up at seven o'clock so I can be there, you know, at eight or, or whatever. But right. you got to deny yourself. I mean, yeah. listen, there are some of our teams. I think of one of our teams in California. And the Orange County team, it's a tough mission field there. Let me tell you, it's a yeah. big nasty abortion clinic. Shout out to those who are serving there. You guys are an inspiration and encouragement to us. Um, they're there from six thirty in the morning to nine thirty in the morning. And so I mean, six
0: thirty. M- so they they're getting up by at least probably five thirty. I would say there in time. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: And they're consistent every Thursday, yeah. Friday, and Saturday. They are there. And again, they don't see a lot of baby saved and a lot of interactions. They've seen some, praise God. But it's a tough mission field. Traffic yeah. is coming in pretty fast, um, but they're faithful. And I think, man, that's just, again, an inspiration to me. And I don't just want to point them out. I mean, across the nation, we have people that are committed. They're keeping the commitment right. um, that they've made before the Lord. And I think that's what it comes down to, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We talk about the motivation. We talk about... Why do you do what you do? Is it to save babies? Is it to touch the lives of women? We certainly want to see babies saved. We want to see the lives of women and men touched. Absolutely. Right. But our primary motivation, and you guys hopefully know this by now, but we're going to say it again. Our primary motivation can't be a love for babies, a love for women. Our primary motivation must be a love for God and obedience to him. Right. We're doing what we do, not primarily to save babies. Or rescue women from the horrors of abortion; those are side issues that exist under the banner of "we're doing this because we love God." Yeah, that's the great commandment, right? The great commandment is what: love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Those two commandments are tied in together, but you can't get one before the other, right? If it's about people, you're gonna you're gonna fizzle out. You will. Because people are babies are not going to be saved some days that you go out there. Yeah. Women are not going to like you being out there. They're going to curse you. These poor, innocent women that you think are waiting for someone to tell them the truth actually are not. They think that you're actually a a wicked person because Mm -hmm. you're telling them not to do something that they want to do. And so, again, you could get disillusioned real easily if your motivation isn't correct, isn't biblical. Right. We should be motivated by a love for these women. Absolutely. We should be motivated by a love for babies. Absolutely. But not as a primary motivation. And that, I think, when when and you said humility is kind of a marker of people right. that are faithful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that humility comes out of, first and foremost, a love for God and having yeah. things in their proper order. I'm out here for God, not for me, not for women, not yeah. for anyone else. Right. Yeah. And and that really is the proper mentality. And that really is the sustaining mentality. I'm out here for the Lord.
0: Yeah, that is probably the most important thing that I think all of us should convey to new volunteers. I also think we, we need to be careful not to sugarcoat um, sidewalk ministry. If yeah. If we talk about this is such an effective ministry, we see a baby saved nearly every day, which actually is true. But it doesn't always happen. And I think if we make it sound like it's easy, yeah. then they're very disillusioned yeah. also. So yeah. really let them know we, we are going to suffer. Right. I mean, we are going to d- suffer in terrible weather and terrible, with terrible opposition, the spiritual attacks. But some people say those things mean that the Holy Spirit— has somehow stopped calling them to do this work. Yeah, And I think we have to remind ourselves, no, the Holy Spirit didn't change his calling on on your life. The calling remains, but this is hard, hard, hard ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And be prepared that that it's going to be hard.
1: Yeah, and then as a leader, helping those who are going to be serving under you to understand that. Again, you don't want to lay it on so heavy that they don't want to come back. Yeah. But you do want to paint the reality, like the real picture. This is not a sugar-coated, rosy ministry. It's right. difficult. Yeah. Praise God, we get to be a part of some amazing glory stories, right? We get to be a part of of what God's doing on an amazing level. Yeah, but we also get to get the the brunt end of what the devil's doing, and you know, all kinds of stuff gets. Hurled at us as far as like you know, even from all sides, right?
0: it does it does, and i'm I write uh, many of the articles for our our love life publications, and the ones that really tend to get printed <laughs> um are the wonderful stories, right. and so it does kind of paint this picture that it's it's really. Much easier yeah. and more wonderful than yeah. it really is, but uh, you know, on occasion, I also write the the terrible things yeah. that happen. Just because that balance, I think, is important, yeah, and us as leaders need to let them know that balance of the reality of of how hard it is. With there certainly are wonderful things that happen, but more often than not, you're really more in the trenches, in the mud, yeah. in the <laughs> and in the rain, and yeah. and it's really difficult. Um, But, you know, you touched on, and I think this is a a great place for us to kind of close this podcast, is that we are ultimately told to commit not to the ministry, but all things that we do to the Lord. The commitment is not to the ministry, really. It is unto the Lord. um, And a perfect verse. I used a New Living Translation, which I don't usually— Use, but I I loved the way that it phrased it yeah. of Psalm thirty seven verses five to six, and that says commit everything you do to the Lord, trust Him and He will help you, He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Yeah. So that's I good. love that the commitment is is to the Lord, and it's not just some things; it's everything. Everything right. we do is to the Lord. Trusting him is a huge part of that commitment. When things are going wrong, just trust him. There's a reason. Right. I like to tell our um, – we get I, concerns from sidewalk counselors all over the nation about the how hard it is, the opposition, and what can I do to kind of defeat the opposition. And I, I remind them, God knows that opposition is there. Yeah. He could remove it. If he doesn't, just trust that he's going to work through that adversity maybe to bring about something that wouldn't have happened without that opposition there because he could strike them dead. You know, I pray he doesn't, honestly. I I pray he converts them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But – and he will not only make your innocence. We are accused of so much. Don't worry about it. Right. He is our justifier. Yeah. He will make our innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of our cause. What we are standing there for is a just cause. Yeah. And he will make that shine. We don't have to worry about it. He'll take care of all that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, guys, we appreciate you guys listening to this. You guys are an encouragement to us. And we would love for you guys to reach out to us like we started out. If you have suggestions for other episodes we could do, uh, maybe questions about this episode or others, we'd love to encourage you guys. We'd love to answer any questions that you have. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky, with a Y, at lovelife.org. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love Give me